2: This podcast is sponsored by Freedom Mortgage, dedicated to veterans and your homeownership needs. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash CBS vets and MLS 2767.
3: Equal housing lender. Welcome to Vet Story. I'm your host, Phil Briggs, and this is the Army Navy rivalry episode.
2: Walker, far sideline, 25-20, tiptoeing inside the 10. He goes in for the touchdown, and the Black
1: Knights have struck once again—a 13-0 lead. Carry in motion, Navy to throw. Looking down the middle, Carmona, checkerboard in zone, touchdown, Navy. Greatest games that this stadium has seen, and yes, the Brigade is out on the field.
0: Don't judge the entire navy because one
4: pilot drew an in the sky.
0: <laughs> That's actually the coolest thing the navy's ever done.
4: And if someone asked me if we're gonna get that victory come game day, I'd look them square in the eye and say, "Hell yeah!"
3: You've seen both uniforms.
5: Well, I'm really conflicted because I like the aesthetics of the 10th Mountain Division ones more. I think they look so good.
3: You hear it? But you like, hear what she said? Also, aesthetics. Are they, are they playing? Do you know what that means? Are they playing? Uh... <laughs> So, no better way to start off this podcast than the uh, service rivalry joke off. And here to help me do that is former drill sergeant U.S. Army and our very own producer of the morning briefing, Mister Jake Hughes. What's up, man? Go army, beat navy. Okay. Hey, we gotta get started off on the right foot, man. So you just say <laughs> you gotta hi. set the tone. <laughs> set the tone. <laughs> and Ms. Abby Hartley, social media director. How are you?
5: Hi.
3: All right. Now, okay, guys. Here's what I thought we'd do. Let's have a joke off. Okay. Throw a couple service rivalry jokes at each other, and then, Abby, you can determine really which one had, you know, more merit. Again, we're going to judge jokes of humor, crassness, and the ability to insult the other one.
5: All right, cool. So we're going for humor, we're going for vulgarity, and we're going for the degree of burn.
3: Yeah, Right, right. Yeah, good. Burn factor. Cool. All right. Jake, as the Army is basically defending their honor this year, you won last year's game, so I will give you the floor first sir okay i'll start off with one i just
2: told earlier but i think it's funny tell me something phil how do you separate the men from the boys in the navy
3: i don't know jake a crowbar oh oh (laughs) Oh, man okay Okay. (laughs) okay oh lord all right uh here's one this is about the army football team specifically the army coach gave his army football team a few days off Several decided to go down to Panama City Beach, Florida for some fun and relaxation, right? Beers on the beach. Well, the coach saw his players at the first day back at practice and he asked them, how was your vacation? One of the cadets said, not good, coach. We never made it to the beach. Why not? The coach asked. Did you have car trouble? No. Every few miles down the interstate, we saw a sign that said, exit, clean restrooms. You have no idea how many restrooms we cleaned between West Point and Uh, Panama City.
2: Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, you just that's
5: a a horrifyingly bad yeah slap
2: yourself okay jake all right here we go a sailor walks into a bar and gives the bartender a conspiratorial wink and says quick pour me a drink before the trouble starts (laughs) the bartender pours a drink and watches the sailor down it in one gulp he slams the glass down the bar and says, quick, give me another one before the trouble starts. The bartender pours a drink and the sailor downs it. Uh, bleh, the sailor downs it really quick before asking for a third again Before the trouble starts. <laughs> so after several rounds of this, the bartender says, look, sailor, you've been talking about trouble for 10 minutes. Just when is this trouble going to start? The sailor looks at him with a cockeyed grin and says, well, the trouble is going to start as soon as you figure out I don't have any money.
3: Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, And what I love is it like perpetuates the myth that all sailors are drunk. (laughs) You mean you're not there? No, Phil,
5: I've, I've heard the stories you told us about your time in the Navy.
3: (laughs) A lot of it involved drinking. That's just my experience. That was just my experience. Okay. All right. Uh, was that good was that bad arbiter you tell us was that good
5: um i'm gonna give him points just because i love jake's drunk voice oh. it's so good okay it's so good
2: well you know i do my, i do my,
5: <laughs> i
3: try i try okay um got a couple short jokes i'm looking for a longer formatted one to go longer format against yours there
2: I think it's telling here. The, he gave me some jokes to like suggestions and he gave me one page of Navy jokes and then two pages of army jokes. Well, it's because there's so many
3: more army jokes than Navy jokes. Bro. I'm going to throw a flag on that part. I, I didn't
2: make the joke You're universe. You're stacking,
3: stacking the game, man. <laughs> Not cool. I have a bigger playbook. It's okay. Here we go. This is a football related one again. There were two army football players and they were given a special SAT test to meet their admission requirements. Soon after the test began, the first cadet turns to the other one and says, Old McDonald had a what? Second cadet says, He had a farm. First one goes, How do you spell that? And he goes, E I E I O. No?
5: No. <laughs> Oh, no.
2: No,
3: just no. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get one more. Let me get one more because they're short. All right, all right, go ahead. Just just let me try. I can take it. Okay. Why doesn't the Army have ice on the sidelines during the game? Gee, I don't know. Why? Because the guy with the recipe graduated. hey Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear the Army just bought 24 new septic tanks? Really? Yeah, they're going to invade the Naval Academy once they figure out how to drive them.
2: Okay, as a tanker, I got to say something about that joke. First and foremost, it's absolutely right. Our tanks are big pieces of crap. But anyway, more importantly than that, good sir, you impugn my honor, therefore I have another joke. Okay, okay. This one's a classic, but classics are a classic for a reason. A man joins the Navy and is shipped out immediately to an aircraft carrier in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. The captain is showing the new recruit around, and when the recruit asks the captain how do sa- sailors satisfy their uh, <clears throat> urges while they're at sea for so long, captain says, let me show you. He takes the recruit down to the rear of the ship where there's a solitary barrel with a hole in it. The captain says, this hole will be the best sex you'll ever have. Go on, give it a try. I'll give you some privacy. The recruit uh, <clears throat> does his business, <laughs> and he decides to try it. And he finishes. The captain returns, and the guy says, "Wow, Cap, that you're you're right. That was the best sex I've ever had. This will be great." And the captain says, "Well, it will be till Tuesday." Oh, uh, what happens Tuesday? Tuesday's your turn in the barrel. <laughs>
4: ah!
2: <laughs> You've never heard that uh, one before. No. Boom. no, I hadn't. Boom. <laughs> Shots fired across the bow.
5: <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs>
3: All right. Advantage Army. Okay. So
5: what I'm gathering as someone who's kind of outside of this rivalry is that the Army gets a lot of dumb jokes and the Navy gets a lot of sex jokes.
3: Pretty much. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. <laughs> like we're oversexed and drunk and uh, they're dumb.
5: So who tells jokes about the Coast Guard?
3: Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> while for most of us this rivalry is really best expressed as ball busting for a few hours it's about one hell of a football
1: game and our next guest knows a lot about that pete medhurst voice of the navy midshipman and sports anchor on 1067 the fan good to have you
3: man hey man good to be here Psyched to talk Army Navy with you, and uh, this weekend is going to be freaking crazy. I cannot wait to go up there, and uh, I'm gonna hopefully run into you. I know you're going to be calling the game like you do, but uh, I got field passes, and uh, I've never actually seen a game from the it, field.
1: It's a sight to behold, and especially this one because you've got you've got people all over the place. You've got you know generals, admirals. You've got people who've accomplished so much uh, militarily. Some of them have been uh fortunate enough to do it athletically and militarily uh between the two institutions and i think when you you see the people that are there and i mean i've been there when presidents have been there had a you know my cousin was a kicker for army and uh george bush uh came out on the field and was walking out there just two of his secret service guys and he walks by my cousin he said my cousin had the ball set up on the tee he goes you know, don't mind if i kick one and my cousin goes well who am I to tell the president of the United States that, (laughs) no, no, you can't kick one off of my tee. And President Bush rolled right up like he was kicking off and kicked it about, you know, 20 yards. And, uh, you know, it's it's stuff like that that, you know, when you you have an opportunity to shake hands of presidents and generals and admirals, it just becomes a real chilling experience through the years when you, you realize what you've been able to be a part of.
3: I want to segue from that to some of the past experiences you've had doing this. How long have you called Navy games for?
1: I've been part of the network since 1997, and I've been part of the football broadcast, oh boy, since uh, 2007 now on the radio. Uh, before that, I did our TV package on uh, CBS College Sports. So you know, we've seen a little bit of everything. The very first game I went to was the one when the kids fell out of the stands in the end zone uh, and down onto the field at the old Veterans Stadium. It was one of the, right. the final acts of the vet in philadelphia which has been uh the city's been a tremendous host uh for the game but that was one of the final you know nails in the coffin of the vet before they eventually built uh lincoln financial field so it's you know we've seen good we've seen bad through the years but uh for the most part at least since i've been there uh the mids have won most of them which is uh which is always uh, the end result we're looking for
3: yeah, huge huge bias in this studio as you've been calling the games and and, and huge I gave... bias,
1: but there's a lot of respect for the other side though. Because like I said, my cousin played for the other team. So that yeah, I was, was an interesting that. that was an interesting experience when I'm like, you know, I'd see him at family functions and stuff, and I'm like, Well, Matt, I hope you kick four field goals, but I hope we score four touchdowns. You know, so it was kind of a, a happy compromise there.
3: Now while the stakes are always high for bragging rights. This year, the Army and the Navy are playing for the Commander-in-Chief Trophy, the honor of hoisting the President's Trophy. But if you're not familiar with that piece of college football hardware, well, you're not alone. I had to ask Pete about it myself.
1: Since 1972, uh, the winner of the Service Academy competition, um, Army and Air Force play, Navy and Air Force play, Army and Navy play, whoever has the best record amongst those schools, uh, like in this case, the winner of this game, Will be the winner of the Commander in Chief's Trophy this year because both schools have beaten Air Force. So Air Force is zero and two within those three games. It's and then the winning the winning team uh, not only wins Commander in Chief's Trophy but then goes to the White House and and obviously visits with the president. So nice, yeah. nice.
3: As they go to the White House and they visit with the president, um, you know maybe they could give him some good advice. You know, like you know,
1: they could, they could. <laughs> hey, I mean I'm not sure if this president necessarily depends on advice. He seems, at least in, in his own mind, to have things under control. But uh, there are a lot of, I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of smart kids that would be walking in that building. Right. And uh, you would have a lot of young men that are going to go on to great leadership uh, within our military, uh, do extraordinary things, uh, whether it be in cybersecurity, uh, leading men on ships, submarines, on land, flyers. I mean, it's just uh, what, what happens in this game, and I think this is where When you talk to people in the mainstream in the civilian community, especially as a broadcast, whether you're myself on the Navy Radio Network, my you know uh, comrade Rich Demarco on the Army Network, the guys that do the game on TV, I just want people to intimate exactly that when this game is over. Sure, we want to beat each other during the game, every athletic competition, but when the game's over and they all graduate, we're all on the same team protecting this country from uh, the dangers of the world each and every day, and each guy is going to go onto a An individual skill that, Mm -hmm. um, let's face it, I I couldn't do the things as a civilian that that they're going to go on and do, and that some of them are capable of even doing now. Um, We're talking about the best and the brightest. I mean, forty four hundred kids get into each institution, Uh, thousands apply, right? But in every freshman year, there's only a thousand that can get in. I mean, there are brilliant kids that get turned away. So I I think that's you just try to you know tell people how extraordinary. Uh, that these young people are, that they are watching play football on that particular Saturday. Indeed. And it'd be kind of cool to think that the next
3: chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff could also sack your ass could or be. run for 110 yards in a
1: game. I no mean, question. That's
3: just really cool to Absol- think Absolutely, Absolutely. That- <laughs> and
1: I think, you know, you look through the years, I mean, one of the great uh, Navy linebackers that we have had, and a guy that is as gifted a, a public speaker uh, as there is, former Navy SEAL Clint Bruce, here's a guy that you know, had made it to multiple NFL camps and just said, you know what, I, I got a higher calling. I-, I I got a chance to be a SEAL. He left, you know, an NFL camp to go back and, and be a Navy SEAL and was a-, a damn good one, part of a great unit, and uh, now is as gifted as anybody you will ever uh, speak uh, publicly uh, about his life in the Navy, about his path at Navy football gave him a chance.
3: And uh, similarly on the army side, you got Pat Tillman and uh, the you know Rangers making the ultimate sacrifice for us. You've seen some really cool players come up through the ranks, you've witnessed some great games. Um you told me yesterday quickly about a guy that's recently made news this year
1: in the NFL. Uh, Alejandro uh, Villanueva who's a tackle for the Steelers. Yeah, tell me about seeing him. He's a former tight end at Army. Um ended up being a uh, a tackle and you know, I mean here he was Let's face it, he was really put on the spot during all of this national anthem stuff. Sure. Uh, earlier this year. And look, I I understand when you come from that disciplined of a background, it's hard to change your beliefs and what you have been taught to uh, be that really becomes your thought process for mm-hmm. life. So he, you know, told his teammates, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down the tunnel, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be out there uh, you know, for the anthem. And and there was some criticism from from some in a situation like that. But I think at the other, I think it also, I think his teammates respected, you know, his background and, and and where he came from. Right on, right on.
3: Now your work equally is impressive. Uh, Let's hear you calling some of the Air Force game, which we won in dramatic fashion in the last minute and a half of the game. And uh, it's the only reason we're playing for the commander in chief trophy at all. uh, You know, because we won that nail biter.
1: Knocked out of bounds. Touchdown it up the middle, Zach A.B. with the hole, 35-40. Trying to get outside of a man at the 50, Zach A.B. at the 40, Zach at the 30, 15-10-5, touchdown! Fourth and three for the men's. Commander-in-Chief's hopes and undefeated season hopes on the line here on this play. Play action faked him out, The Navy rolls right. Got a man, Cologne, Brandon's got it! First down, the Air Force 43. Carry in motion, Navy to throw. Looking down the middle. Carmona! Checkerboard
3: down, zone! Touchdown! Navy! Ken Niamatololo is
1: spreading in the other direction down to the 30 yard line! Oh, what a delivery by Zach Abe! It's Bethlehem here in Annapolis! With 15 seconds to go, the Mids have taken the lead! What do you see as a prediction for this game? What do you see score wise? I think both teams are going to move the ball each other on each other a little bit. Um, I think you got a game probably, I'd say close to what we saw in nineteen ninety six. I think you're looking at maybe a twenty eight twenty four uh, kind of game. I think uh, both teams are going to be able to make a, a few plays uh, offensively. Navy simply got a Navy has never turned the ball. The Navy has always been number one in turnover margin, number one in fewest penalties this year. They're one oh six in turnover margin Ooh. and like tenth in penalties uh, from wherever this has come from. They've got to get over that in this game because that's what has really curtailed Army through the years. Army's always turned the ball over at inopportune times. They've had chances to win, but they turn it over too much. Um, If Navy doesn't turn the football over, doesn't commit foolish penalties, they're the better side in terms of depth of roster. But as we've seen in this rivalry, whether you have one win or 11, you got to go beat the other team. I mean, our best team ever, 2015, And I get this ring here from 2015 because of how good that team was with Keenan Reynolds, who's now on the Redskins practice squad. We were life and death right to the end where we had to knock down a pass at the end of the game uh, in the end zone to to, to win the football game. So records don't matter. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true about about this rivalry. They know each other so well. The players physically are evenly matched for one of the few times all year. So uh, I think I think it's going to come down to who makes the, the, the fewer mistakes. But as always, I mean, it's going to be a heck of a football game. Good times, man. I'm
3: looking forward to it. And I'm going to say it. Go Navy! Beat Army. <laughs> Great having you, Pete. I appreciate you coming by. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Now, I know what you're saying. If you're an Army fan. At this point in the podcast, you're going, this is just so biased. I don't want to listen to a guy talk about Go Navy for the whole damn podcast. I don't blame you. Which is why I'd like to cut to this next segment brought to us by Ranger Up. Ranger Up is, of course, the American t-shirt company that is owned and operated by military veterans. The company was founded in 2006 by Nick Palmisiano, a former U.S. Army infantry officer. And their veteran-made, American-made apparel has really badass designs, patriotic and uh, mixed martial art themes, and most notably worn by MMA celebrities like Brian Stan. And in the world of spirit videos, these guys take it to a whole new level. This video is on YouTube. It's called The Talk. It's edgy. It's almost downright vulgar. And I love it. Hey, Dad.
0: Yeah. Do you have a minute... Sure, come sit down. So, I've been wanting to talk to you about something for a while now. Let me stop you right there. Your mom and I have known for a long time. It's okay. What? It's 2017, you know, there's no need to be nervous. We love you no matter what. What are you saying? We know you're gay. I'm, I'm not gay. Come on and you walk around in lycra outfits, and you talk with that silly little voice like you're gay. I wrestle, and I'm English. (sighs) I'm not gay! Hey, uh, calm down. You're starting to sound a little bit like a homophobe,
4: and you're making me uncomfortable. What I wanted to talk to you about is, you know how we have been talking about me going into the military?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah! Uh, my buddies and I have been talking about it. Like, are you gonna be an infantryman? Are you gonna be a scout? Maybe armor? Like... I think I want to go Navy. I'm sorry, it must be the the, the hearing from being in the infantry, but... Did you just say, uh, that you want to go Navy? I think I want to go Navy. Look, um, this is just a phase that you're going through. We need to get together, we need to pray on this. God, there's camps, there are camps you can go to and every time that you see a, like a ship, they shock you and and like after after three, three to six months, you will you will be so army, it's not even funny. You'll get this Navy phase right out of your life. What do you think? I could be a Navy seal. Do you have nine different hair care products? No. Can you balance a ball on your nose? No, you're not a Navy seal. Okay, then what about a marine? Do you like the taste of crayons? No. How about having the same mission as the Army, but using Vietnam-era weapons? Does that sound fun? No. You're not a Marine. There's gonna be some job I can do in the Navy. Yeah, there's something you can do in the Navy. Embarrass this family. Why don't you think about what you've done?
3: <laughs> right? I mean, you don't even need to see this video to get it. I mean, that's why I let you just listen to it for the last three minutes. Funny. And then, like, his mom comes in, and she's clearly where he gets his British accent from. And uh, she goes out with, like, the best zinger of the whole thing.
0: Hey. Hey. Listen. We're really proud of you. We love you for who you are.
4: What you did was really brave.
0: And y- your dad... He'll
4: get over it in time. It takes
0: big balls to come out of semen. I'm
4: going army. Go army!
3: Go army! Alright, from a parody video by an American retail company to a spirit video made by a guy who's actually still in the Navy and specifically sanctioned by the Navy to make said video.
6: Rylan Tuohy, ensign in the United States Navy.
3: Now, I was shocked to find out during our interview that making videos, recruitment videos, training videos, I mean, something to do with advertising, that's not what he does for the Navy at all. And to find out why that's so shocking, take a listen to the spirit video he made for this year's game.
4: Hi, I'm Rylan, and I'm still in the Navy. Now, I know what you may be wondering. With last year's upset, what went wrong I don't have the right answer for you. But my guess is that we all need a break to recoup. You know, like Army did for 14 straight years. But that's beside the point. Now we're back and we're ready to go. And if someone asked me if we're gonna get that victory come game day, I'd look them square in the eye and say, Helm yeah. Helm yeah. Helm yeah. Helm yeah. Helm yeah. Now I already know what you're going to ask. What the hell? Good question. It's this thing. From where we sail our ships to victory. No way! Yes way! Underway! Helm yeah! That's a big-ass ship! Wait. This year, the midshipmen are ready to start another winning streak. Not again. And you know who's sending up the helm with them? Us. The fleet. Helm yeah!
1: Helm, yeah, Helm, yeah, Helm, yeah, Helm, yeah, Helm, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. One can win a fight, where only a team can take a victory. Navy, let's take the helm and drive the ship to victory. Hell
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, right? Kind of cheesy, but at the same time, brilliant. Helm, yeah. And the montage we hear at the end includes some pretty impressive people. He's got legendary Dallas Cowboy quarterback Roger Staubach, various pilots and various sailors from different divisions in the Navy, and one of the clips you hear in there is the great Senator John McCain. Helm, yeah. So I asked Ensign Toohey, how'd you get into filmmaking?
6: So I've always really been uh, uh, a true lover of making videos and making film. I started back in around 2008. Um, I was going into my high school years in a small town of Greenville, Kentucky, which is where I'm from. And um, I you know, I just loved creating videos. But at the same time, I was also very much an academic, uh, really loved sort of the science and math. And, um, and for me, I think the challenge in high school was uh, figuring out maybe where the two sort of left brain and right brain could intersect. Um, so ultimately, my decision in high school was do I want to pursue a film career or do I want to pursue a Navy career? And for me, I, I went ahead and chose the academic route and I said, hey, you know, I'm willing to put my filmmaking on hold to uh, go pursue four years at the Naval Academy and a career after that. And so I went in with that mindset. Um, and when I showed up to the Academy and slowly got into the, the rigors and everything, I, I found out this uh, this cool niche area called Spirit Spots. And I I said, hey, what a perfect opportunity to, you know, potentially start creating
3: again. So naturally, a guy with this kind of talent works as a public affairs officer, right? The answer was pretty surprising.
6: Yeah. So um, I, of course, graduated from the Naval Academy in 2016. And to uh, many uh, people's surprise, uh, when I tell them that I am not a public affairs officer, you know their eyes are kind of open and they're like, "Well, what, what are you doing?" Um, so actually, I'm a civil engineer corps officer, um, CEC as as uh, the acronym goes, and um, we are basically the Navy, and uh, do assist uh, many of the other uh, military branches in engineering, in architecture and my everyday job uh, right now does not include a camera, um, far from it. I'm actually the energy manager at Norfolk Naval Shipyard, uh, where I help execute the Navy's energy program on a day-to-day basis.
3: Hmm. Well, while his day job might not be getting him millions of YouTube views, a video he made a couple years ago called Town Funk certainly did. The video inspired by Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk had over-the-top production and featured midshipmen dancing all over the streets of Annapolis, Maryland.
2: These whites, these hot whites, are looking nice for the ammo vibes. All day we in class, working hard so we can kick some styling, wilding, weekend in the city. I'm gonna dress up bound and head on out, salute myself. who's so pretty. Too hot. I hate this. We're not cadets from midshipmen. Too hot. Niggas who may wanna come transform Too hot. What's my stranded in no man's land? We're too hot. Welcome you to Naptown, breaking down now. It's strolling in downtown. Mids chilling on the dock now. It's running all around now.
5: Cause Naptown Funk gon' give it to you. Cause Naptown Funk gon' give it to you. Cause Naptown
4: Funk gon' give it to you. In Don't believe me, just watch. Come on!
6: So I sat on the project for a while, uh, wrote the lyrics, and about two weeks before filming uh, basically initiated the conversations with the city of Annapolis, um, with the shipmen, um, and, and of course the entire project was on a zero dollar budget. Um, all midshipmen, cast and crew, no outside help, all equipment was our own, um, and that project really took, I think, what identifies a spirit spot now uh, to you know, new heights. It, the, it's now at around 7.3 million views, and I'm I'm just so happy that it's still relevant um, to both military people and those outside the military who uh, really don't understand the culture but can still appreciate the video.
3: Well, I appreciate you taking some time. You certainly raised our spirits. You got any predictions for game scores? Uh,
6: Navy's going to take the win, absolutely. Okay, we'll start that streak over.
3: Right, exactly. (laughs) 14 more. Come on, boys. There Um. we go. All right, I appreciate you keeping the lights on and working with the power grid there at the uh, Norfolk Naval Shipyard. And look forward to maybe someday seeing your stuff on the big screen or uh, on Saturday Night Live. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, so I had some other interviews scheduled for this rivalry podcast, and uh, they kind of fell through. From the NFL on Fox, comedian Rob Riggle and former Marine. Actually, he never replied to my tweets. Come on, at Rob Riggle, Fox NFL Sunday. You're going to be on this podcast one day. I also reached out to Sarah Walsh over at ESPN on College Game Day. I got to go through like ESPN's PR department to uh, book her. So, So come on, ESPN. Let me have some Sarah Walsh. I love her work. College Game Day is awesome. But what the hell? We'll wrap it up with more service rivalry jokes and some outtakes. The reason the Air Force, Army, and Navy, and Marines all bicker among themselves is because they don't speak the same language. For instance, take the simple phrase, secure the building. Secure the building! What's the Army do? They post guards all around it, right? Tell the Navy guy, secure the building, what do we do? We turn out the lights and lock the door. Secured. You tell the Marines that, they kill everyone inside, and they make it a headquarters. You tell the Air Force that? Well, they lease the building with an option to buy after five years. Oh, my
5: God.
2: (laughs) A West Point grad walks into a bar and sat down and says, Hey, Barkeep, you ever hear the joke about four uh, Annapolis players in a farmhouse? chairs behind him scrape, and four of the biggest, meanest guys he's ever seen walk up to him. And then they go, we play for Annapolis. You want to tell that? You sure you want to tell that joke? The Army guy smirks and says what? And had to explain it four times? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, <laughs> booyah. <laughs> okay, and to that, then I'll say, what does a Naval Academy midshipman and a West Point cadet have in common? What? what? Well, they both were accepted to West Point. oh wow okay navy is playing army which has let me start again (laughs) says the guy who's so smart and i can't read the sailors can't even
2: get through the joke they gotta stop and start it like five times (laughs) hold on how's my hair
3: okay good good (laughs) that sounds like a navy seal don't i (laughs) You've seen both uniforms, right? Yeah. And and this, I'm not making any sort of reference that like I prefer fashion over football. Because clearly, I don't.
5: I know. It seems you like could have me. <laughs> <laughs> shut,
3: shut <up. laughs> You're navy again. <laughs> but see, you've yeah, seen but them both. Okay. Yeah, I have. Okay. So navy. Blue Angels. I mean gold, blue, you know, the jets on the on the helmet. You've got the gold stripe. You've got the look of the blue angels uniform, and you've got the aerodynamics. Just if you got everything going on with that friggin' uniform. (laughs) Under Armour did a hell of a job. And as a tribute to the 10th Mountain Division, Army's got the, you know. They got the silver ones. They got the pristine silver and kind of white-looking uniforms, very clean. You got the tenth armor patch on
2: it. That's right. that's that's high speed. I like it. You've seen them both, right? Yes, I
4: have. come on. <laughs>
2: which which
3: yeah. which really revs Tell your engines, Abby? Which which
2: which really makes you you yeah. know um, which one? The stupid Blue Angels or the Tenth Mountain Division?
5: <laughs> um, I'm really conflicted because I like the aesthetics of the Tenth Mountain Division once more. I think they look so good.
2: You hear it, but you like, hear what she said. Also, aesthetics. Are they, are they playing? Do you know what that
5: means? Are they playing on on turf or they play on grass? Because if they're playing on grass, those things are going to get so dirty by the end of like the first quarter.
3: Yeah. We'll see soldiers don't mind getting dirty. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, when they see the Navy come out of the tunnel, there's probably going to be some stains on the Army uniforms. You oh, know what oh I mean, right my now. God. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and like, I was. But I also think that the, the Blue Angels ones look slick as hell. And I also think that was very like, smart branding wise, especially if Navy's right. coming in as an underdog. You'll like, be like, hey, remember that really cool thing our branch does that everyone loves? Like, we're going to dress you up like it so that you do better. Um, so I think that was <laughs>
3: smart. <laughs> trying to motivate you guys to win two in a row. I don't know if it's ever happened. It has happened before, you jackass. <laughs> is playing Army, which has a first down with three minutes left in the half. An Army fan sets off a firecracker, and Navy, thinking it's the end of the half, runs off the field. Three plays later, the Army punts. Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. My prediction
3: is Navy 28, Army 21. Outstanding. All right. Thank you guys both for the uh, All-American Joke-Off. Go Navy.
2: Go Army.
5: Go Coast Guard. (laughs) Said
2: no one ever. Kidding,
5: guys.
2: (laughs) The Coast Guard has the best uh, song. The Navy has the best slogan, which, of course, we all know is, it's not gay underway. (laughs) Ah!